What is up, DGAFers? You're going to love this one. So how many times have you maybe teetered around hiring a coach for whether it's fitness, sports, um, a writing coach. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. A tutor. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody to like help you level up in your life basically. But maybe you've been like, Hey, I don't even know where to begin. Like, how do I even, who's a good fit for me? Should I even waste my money on a coach? Mm-hmm. Like what is the actual job of a coach? Number one. And should you even have one? Right. Because I think a lot of times when we are are in the process of hiring a coach, sometimes we feel like, well, that coach is going to just do everything for me and they're going to make my life perfect. And no, like no. you need to be in a position where you're ready to take action and you're ready to put the work in to get to your goals or else it's never going to work. Yes. So we have to change the mindset around what your job is when you're hiring a coach and what the coach's job is when you're hiring yes. a coach. And that's that's something very important. It is. This episode's fun, though, because we go into our high school stories about high school sports and what we did. And I don't know, I had a pretty embarrassing thing happen. So it was Yeah, no, they're pretty good, actually. Pretty good. Some things I didn't know about Jenna, actually, until now. I know. I learned a lot about you in this episode, too. Yeah, so it's been a really fun episode. So we hope you enjoy it. Uh, Take a screenshot of this episode. Tag us in your Instagram stories, Facebook stories, whatever you want to do, or on your page. And let us know... If you've had any experience with coaches, if you're maybe thinking about hiring a coach, if you are a coach. Or maybe this has changed your mindset around hiring a coach. Maybe maybe you have, you know, had a certain opinion about a coach and now you're like, hmm, 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 hmm. Don't forget to rate and review us as well. That's like our little tip jar. So you can click um, on the episode and I think you can swipe all the way down and there should be some stars and you can write us a review. We really do appreciate that. It gets the podcast out there to more people. When you do that, iTunes likes it. So they're like, hey, let's put this out there and be more popular so that people can hear it. So if you really liked it, go ahead and do that for us. Please love you. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA-effer, like don't give a or get it. (laughs) Oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA-effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA-effer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. In this episode, we're talking about what the real job of a coach is because, I mean, Lauren and I have been coaches with fitness and nutrition and mindset for a while now, and I feel like sometimes there's a misconception with what is the job of a coach? Or why you should even consider hiring one because I know for a really long time, I thought I didn't need a coach because I could figure it out myself and blah, 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 blah. But really investing in a coach 
is probably what I should have done a really long time ago mm-hmm. because I've already spent so much money on bullshit. Well, now I finally figured it out, but like for the longest time I spent so much money on bullshit and I always said I couldn't hire a coach because it costed too much money. But if I would have just not spent all that money on bullshit, yeah, I could have afforded it. Yeah. So we wanted to talk to you about the importance of a coach. What does a coach actually do so that you can make a decision whether or not maybe you need one and just be a little bit more educated on that. Yep. So I actually want to take it back to childhood in this episode and think about, I want you to think about your childhood Or maybe if you have kids now, what's their childhood like? And when have you hired a coach? Mm -hmm. So for me, my... I like like your direction. (laughs) Thank you. I do too. (laughs) So I'm going to be very blunt. And if you went to high school with me, I'm very sorry. Because if you were involved in this, I don't know. I'm going into detail here. So I was... When I was in high school, I played tennis. And my goal for my senior year on the tennis team was to be first singles. Which is like, you have singles and you have doubles if you're like totally clueless how tennis works. So I wanted to play by myself, one versus one, and I wanted the first spot on the team. So while I was growing up, we had a tennis facility that was right by our house and it was close. It was pretty inexpensive. Like it was, it was a decent facility. They did summer camps every year and I went religiously. I actually worked there for a little while too. And I got really shitty training. Like I was, I could beat the people in that club for the most part, but like I wasn't ever leveling up to the point where I could be first singles on our tennis team. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until one of my friends, actually, she was a couple years older than me. She was going to this, this club 45 minutes away. She was going every single day, paying a shitload of money to go get trained by these coaches. And she's like, you need to come with me. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't need to, like I have my own club. So finally one day I'm like, whatever, I'll go. So you guys, I was a, this was like my sophomore year of high school. And I like thought I was the shit where I went to, like I could beat anybody in that club. Okay. Right. So we go to this club. I'm not shitting you. My first day there, I got my ass handed to me by a nine-year-old. Oh my God. And I was like, I was mortified. And I'm like, what just happened? Like to the point where like my footwork was shit. I was tripping over myself. I could, I like couldn't even follow the balls where they were coming. Cause it was, it was like a whole nother level, whole another level baby. by this fifth grader. Yes. Oh and I'm my like, God. so I come home and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like what are, okay. what are my options here? Like I can keep going to the club I was going to and get mediocre lessons, or I could level up, pay the money, get what I needed. and see where it took me. Mm -hmm. So that was my decision. And I mean, long story short, I'm not going to tell you the whole rest of my life story in high school, but I went to these clubs. I went to camps there over the summer. They had Olympic trainers come in after we did two hours of tennis at like actual tennis camp and lessons. We did training by an Olympic trainer and got our asses handed to us every single day. Like I would like throw up after doing this and it was intense, but I came back for that last season and owned owned it owned it like it was unbelievable like my grip wasn't even right on my tennis racket when I started going to this place they were like who taught you what you know because this is wrong like yeah yeah. I think this goes back to almost so uh like hearing that story it's like yeah you wanted this goal Mm -hmm. to be the first singles is that what it's called Mm -hmm. okay you wanted that goal but like you didn't actually take the time to 
realize what it took mm-hmm. to get to that goal. So you just went with your first option for coaching. And I think that's what we do a lot of the times is we're a impatient. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the soon as we like decide we want to do something, we can go out there and do a little bit of research, maybe not even just the first thing that pops up, get to it, sign up with it and realize later down the road that there was a better option. So I guess the lesson learned there is once you have that vision, that goal that you want, you have to really sit down and figure out what your needs are mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pick the best coach program, whatever you want to call it, that's going to make you level up. But you can't let money get in the way mm-hmm. of that. You can't let fear of a nine-year-old beating you get in the way. <laughs> like you can't let that stuff get in the way because when you're super uncomfortable and you're challenged to the point where you're like, what did I just get myself into? Like you're kind of fearful. That's the program or coaching that's going to level you up and you're actually going to obtain that. So that's what I got through your story. Yeah. Well, and I think you, you know, I had a choice at that moment in time. I could have either stayed where I was or I could have chosen to level up. And I think at that point I had to figure out what do I want? Yeah. What do do I I want? want? And if you are still stuck and not sure what you want, you need to go listen to our episode about vision Mm -hmm. and get clear on what you want. Because I think once you get that figured out and you know what your end goal is, the steps become a lot more clear on how to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And funny that you had that story because I would never have thought to even think of telling my story too. Similar in sports. Mm -hmm. I played softball um, and I went to like – I can't even tell you how many hitting coaches I've had. I had pitching coaches. I had catching coaches. I had literally so my dad would like sign me up for all these camps and all these things for me to go to. And I will say I made the decision my senior year of high school to play college. I told my dad for my whole career in softball, like up until my senior year that I did not want to play college level. I just wanted to have fun with my friends and do it in high school and do whatever. Well, Senior year came around and I don't know what happened, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I think I want to play college. My dad's like, well, (laughs) like that's kind of late. Like all the recruits are like pretty much done. Like, I don't really know how we're going to do this. So we went to um, this catching facility because I was a catcher. This was like my final decision of my position because I couldn't make up my mind my whole time throughout softball. That is amazing that it took you until your senior year. Yeah. Well, I was catching, I think my junior year, but they kept putting me in outfield. I was like doing all kinds of random stuff. And then I was serious about catching. So my dad was like, okay, there's like this is so funny. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's called the Billy Dome. It's literally, I don't even know where it is. I couldn't even tell you where it is that it wasn't driving at the time. My dad, what my dad drove me there every time we went. I was driving at the time, so I was 18. But anyways, that's not the point. So uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in a barn, okay? Like a barn, literally. Was this with Carla? No, this was with the Akron Racers catcher. Carla was the pitcher, Akron Racers catcher. Because I did, I worked with her as a pitcher. Yeah. Before I I actually worked with her as a pitcher as well, but Mm. I quit pitching like at a younger age because I kept hitting everyone. Gotcha. So I couldn't do it. But anyways, so (laughs) not not important. important. So anyway, so we go to this um, Billy Dome in the middle of nowhere. It's this big ass barn. And I kind of like was like, dad, what is like, what are what's happening? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on? Same story. I puked the first day. I literally died. I was dying. They had pitching machines at like a downward angle at 70 miles an hour that I had to block with no mitt. Oh my like God. I had to block with my body. 
So they would like shoot it in all directions. I'd have to be fast, get up fast, get up. I had my whole gear on. So this is why I puked because I was gear head to toe and I had to block the ball, which hurt like a bitch. You had to be good at blocking because if you got hit in the crotch, you were like done. You got hit in your thigh. You had a bruise like this big, your arms. So like you had to hit it with your chest or your face or your mask. And the balls were like coming at you at 70 miles an hour. I wish that you could see my face right now (laughs) through your speakers. Yeah, it was insane. Shit. And then you would have to pop up because they were shooting the ball in immediately. And so like, whatever. So they did that. They would throw tires at you because you had to like tag people out. You had to Mm -hmm, get like in the mm -hmm. habit of like basically killing these people when you were tagging them. So like it was a hard tag. So they would throw like these giant tires at you and stuff. So I was like, what did I just do? But I'm telling you right now, that training, I got recruited for two D1 schools after I did that training with that coach. Um, and I actually went with a different school. Like I went with, um, I was going to go to Kent State and then I decided last minute to go to Bowling Green. And I ended up starting as a catcher my second year of and I wasn't, I was a walk on because I decided to go really late. Like my, I was an idiot, decided to go late, earned my starting position my second year because of me leveling up to coaching that was like going to move me forward. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it, <laughs> but I mean, similar ish story, yeah. but yeah. So, okay. So here's, here's another aspect that I want to throw in here though, because you definitely have to level up, mm-hmm. but here's the interesting thing that happens when you level up in terms of the coaching side of things. The more you invest in a coach and the more time you invest in a coach, the less action that coach is doing for you. It's more of like training you mentally, which when I think back to the whole thing they put me through, there wasn't a lot of technique training. It was get in front of this freaking 70 mile an hour ball and get your face drilled so that you can get over the scaredness of getting drilled in the face. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. totally made you fearless. So as a catcher, I would block everything because I wasn't scared of the ball at all, but they weren't training me on technique. They were training me mentally. Yeah. Same, same. And I mean, I would, you know, I'd get paired up against these kids that literally, and you're probably laughing thinking of me as a 17-year-old playing a nine-year-old in tennis, but these are not your average nine-year-olds. I just want to be very, very clear about that. Like these are no. They're unbelievable. That's like insane. they're like winning states as like 10-year-olds. So yeah, I mean, but it same thing. I mean, once I learned my grip and once they told me what to do, there's there's only so much they can tell you. At that point, it's like get out there and do the work mm-hmm. and figure like Like that coach is almost putting you in situations where you're going to be tested. Like, okay, here's the tools. I'm teaching you all the tools, like your grip and your feet work and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's like the beginning of the coaching. Now we're going to put those tools to the challenge and we're going to mentally test you. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put you through all of this and like help you cope and, and deal with this situation, that situation. Because same thing. It's like, I noticed at the beginning of the catching thing, it we did like she would, you know, they teach us block, but they like were just kind of like, this is how you block. Now let's go. Yeah. Let's just get in a situation and start blocking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a really good coach is not going to spend a ton of time on the basics, which is the nitty gritty details. They're going to give you those. And then now it's time to put them into action and let's test your mind. Yep. 
yep. teach you how to navigate that. Absolutely. And I think it depends, it depends where you're at and whatever aspect of your journey you're trying to level up on. It depends what kind of coach you need. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, you know, in terms of, of me and Lauren, we are at the point where we're, at, we're ready to level up in our business. And we are hiring a business coach to work with us who is really just helping us change our way of thinking. Yeah. Guiding us. Like getting oh, us to think bigger. Yeah. Thinking way bigger. We got than on, we would ever think. Oh my gosh. We got on the, on the first call and some of the things that she brought up, we were just like, how have we never thought of why this did in our I, lives? Why did this not cross into my entire aura Brain. of anything? Because what is up, DGAFers? We are here with a really important interruption. Let's take a second and think about your experiences with health and fitness. So have you ever struggled with a quick fix or a fad diet? Have you ever spent hours pinning healthy recipes only to realize you were feeling ambitious, but that lifestyle just wasn't sustainable? Or maybe you've had really great intentions when you start a new routine, but it's never worked long term. Yeah. And have you ever made those wonderful excuses to try to justify why you just can't seem to get it together. Well, we hear you and we have a solution. Introducing the Fit and Social Mindset Academy. (laughs) So this 12-week program came to life after years of working with clients who seemed to have all the tools, but they still really struggled to change their mindset. We realized that there was a really important piece of the health and wellness puzzle that was missing. We built this 12-week program step-by-step to help you get your mindset to a place where you can finally find that balance between being fit and social. Yes. So the best way that we can describe this program is to think of it as an interactive podcast. So you're really going to get the two of us in your living room with you. And working with you one-on-one. So what you're going to get is you're going to get six focus videos, kind of like the podcast, but you're going to be able to see us. And they're going to be really focused on areas that we feel you need to master in order to have that fit and social bind. Absolutely. And we created interactive PDFs that go along with each focus video on topics like gratitude, limiting beliefs, how to dine out at restaurants, how to grocery shop and really digging into your self-worth and feeling like you deserve to find the balance in your life. In the interactive part, you're going to have seven calls, one-on-one calls with Jenna and me, and we are going to be discussing specifically to you about your routine, your health, your fitness, your mindset, just like Jenna said with the PDFs, but it's custom to you. Absolutely. So bi-weekly check-ins with us, 24-7 access to us through a special app. Anytime you need us, we'll be there. It's like a walkie-talkie, so it'll be really fun. It will. And speaking of customized, tell them what they get. You are going to get our ebook that we've literally poured our heart and souls into, and this is what people have been dying for us to release. This has all of our amazing, fast, easy recipes, meal prep tips, and a customizable nutrition plan just for you that is going to make this so easy. So, so simple. So if you are ready to get on a call with us and just see if this is a good fit, we would love for you to apply using the link in our show notes. Yes. And so when you go ahead and do that, um, we are going to, like she said, get on that call with you and make you feel at home and get to know us a little bit more. Absolutely. All right. Back to the episode. Because, and I know why it didn't cross, because we had never been in a situation where we had to challenge ourselves to that level. So we're just, we just didn't know. Right. So the job of our business coach isn't to 
do the tasks for us or just give us a tiny task to go do. It's to help us think outside the box and be like, okay, well, you could be actually doing this, this, and this instead of working with one tiny little thing at a time. And we're like, what? Yeah. Like, I never thought of that. I know. Oh my God. I know. And I had a, a very serious conversation with my husband about whether or not we were ready to financially hire a business coach. And he, he was funny. I mean, he just, he's like, you have to work your business. Like you and Lauren have like to. the coach is not going to do it for you. And we're like, that's what we want. Like, yeah. like we are not afraid of taking any action, but we want to know what actions to take in what order mm-hmm. so that we can have the biggest payoff in the end. Right. So like our business coach, like we tell them our goals, like our vision. So we tell them our vision. We typed it out. We gave that to them. And they're like, okay, if this is your vision, if you're wanting to make X amount of dollars, if you're wanting to help X amount of people, if you're wanting to do whatever, then we're going to help you develop the pathway to get you there. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of step you in the right direction, but they're not going to be doing the work for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of in terms of our business. But I want to talk about the reason we came up with the Fit and Social Mindset Academy. I won't get into all the details because you can go listen to that episode that we have um, that talks more about it. But we call it the Mindset Academy because we have noticed that people will hire a coach and they'll get the tools from that coach and then the coach doesn't do anything else. Like they don't help them overcome things in Mm -hmm. their mind to help Mm -hmm. them eat better and be consistent in their workouts. And so, yeah, that coach might be giving you the best workouts, the best nutrition plan in the world, the best supplements in the world. But if you're hiring that coach and they're not giving you that extra, you know, mindset training, you couple things are going to happen. You either, there's a couple types of people out there. Some people will be fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like, give me the tools. I'll do it. Like that's, yeah. I mean, I'll go insane, but a lot of people aren't like that. A lot mm-hmm. of people get overwhelmed when they get all the tools. They don't know how to wrap their brain around it. They don't know what the first step should be. They don't know what the hell to do. Yeah. And so a coach's job, a really good coach is to say, hey, here's the tools. This is what you're going to use. But let's dive deeper into why you're not being consistent, mm-hmm. why you're not mm-hmm. um, meal prepping. Like there's got to be something behind that. Why yeah. are you choosing these just, you know, bad meals over other meals. So like our job as the mindset Academy coaches is to help you change your mindset, see things that you never saw before, help you with a routine that maybe you couldn't even imagine on your own before. Like Mm -hmm. that's what our jobs are. Yeah. Just to kind of plant that, that vision and help you figure out what you really want. And I think, you know, like you said, some people are able to take those tools and really run with it. Some people aren't. And for the ones who aren't, I want you to really think about something because you might be in that position right now where you feel like you have the tools and you're just not using them and you're, it's not, it's not working. And my question for you is, are you at the the point in your life, almost like your breaking point where you're ready and it's important enough to you to make changes? Because if not, if you aren't at that point, mm-hmm. then you're just going to revert back exactly the way that you are right now. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're going to get to that breaking point. But what's it going to take for you to start working sooner? Mm-hmm. And I even think when I said, you know, there's people who can take the tools and run with it. Those people still might at some point in their journey need a coach because we're always as humans 
In order to be happy, you need to be craving growth at all times. So even if you are able to take the tools that have been given to you and do some things with them, there's going to come a time in your life that you want to level up. And so because... And sometimes it might be hard to think of what leveling up even is. And Mm -hmm. so in that case, a coach who has gotten to those points. Now, when you are hiring a coach, it needs to be somebody who has accomplished what you have maybe accomplished or want to accomplish accomplish. so that they actually know how to get you there. You don't want to hire a coach who has no idea how to get you there. They've never experienced that. So obviously be smart in that aspect. But when you're trying to level up, you have to surround yourself with a coach or somebody who has already been there, done that, knows the tricks, Mm -hmm, knows the trade, mm -hmm. knows how you need to be thinking and all of that. Well, and I've seen that kind of happen before where, you know, we, I mean, we talked to a lot of women on Instagram and obviously, I mean, the workouts and nutrition that we have to offer, there are so many coaches out there who offer similar things. And I've seen a few times now where someone has signed up with their friend Mm -hmm. to do the programs and and all of that, and it's not worked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not that that's a bad thing. Obviously, you want to support your friends. But I think you also need to to think about, is that the best coach for you? Is it going to give you what you need? Because if you're not in a, a spot where mentally you can take this on on your own and you need that tough love, I think sometimes working with a friend is can be a challenge because you don't Mm -hmm. want to offend that person. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, I don't know, our coaching style is more tough love. Well, and I think we have done it for long enough and have experienced, you know, we've failed, we've done all of these things. So I think you just have to be, if you're going to spend money, you got to know what kind of personality you have, how you succeed, how does your brain work? And then if you need a coach, if you feel like you're like, I actually need somebody to help me through this, do your research, make sure it's somebody, like I said, that has already leveled up in that area and is going to be able to offer you what you truly need in terms of your personality. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. don't go out there and just throw money at the wall and just expect results. When you did no research, you haven't even thought about what you need as a person. You haven't thought about your vision. I know it sounds like a lot, but we want you to do something and do it right. Like Mm -hmm. pick, you know, we don't want you to have to try 9,000 things. Like we have made tons of mistakes and obviously through those mistakes we've learned, but we really want to make this process as, I don't want to say easy because it's not, but more fulfilling. Fulfilling and more simple, I think. Simple, not easy. This never is going to be easy. It's not easy to challenge yourself. It's not easy to grow. It's not easy to do these kinds of things, but there's a path you can take where it's more fun. It's more fulfilling. It's, you know, you you feel like you're going somewhere. Well, and I was going to say where you start to experience little wins along the way. You're actually like not failing 24 seven. Like you actually get a win and then maybe you screw up here and there because we're humans, but it's not like fail, 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 fail. And then you're like, what's the point? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. We want you to have those small wins along the way. So we hope this was helpful because I think, you know, a lot of times people think they hire a coach and that coach is going to just hand them everything on a silver platter and they don't have to do any work. And that's not the case. Well, I think we didn't really touch on that. I think, you know, a coach is here to help train your mind and do all of those kinds of things. But once again, like you have to have accountability on yourself. Mm -hmm. Like there's only so much a coach can really provide you. And if you're just going to sit back and have excuses and complain and be negative Nancy and blame the world and be a victim, it ain't going to work. No. Well, like, well, and, and not only that, but like I have worked with clients in the past that, that will say, um, you know, I, I need you to text me tomorrow at 10 AM because yeah, whatever. I need you to tell me to get up. Yeah. And I'm like, like, no, no. 
okay, you need to text me at 10 a.m. and tell me that you're up. Yeah. And I will look for that text and then I'll respond to you. But like, it's not, it's not your coach's job to be your babysitter, chase you down, babysit you, hold your hand, make you do things like, no, you need to take accountability and lean on that coach for support and guidance. But at the same time, you have to take action. Yeah. And the same thing, like thinking of sports, your coach isn't going to go to bat for you. No. Like you're going to have to get up there, swing the damn bat your goddamn self. The coach doesn't do that for you. The coach helps you get to that point where you're confident and able to do it, but also you have to have responsibility. It drives me insane when people think that a coach or when people message you and you're like, they're like, I had this coach and they didn't do anything for me. And it's like, well, what did you want them to do? Well, I asked them to text me every week and tell me this and this and this. It's like, hold the phone. What are you actually doing? This is your life, not your coach's life. Your coach also has a life that they have to Mm -hmm. figure out. They're here to mentor you, not to do your shit. Yep. Absolutely. So there's our tough love. Yes. We right want, there. We love you. We want more for you. And we want you to to want more for yourself. Yes. All right. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully. And until next time. Yeah. And if you need more uh, coaching tough love, you know where to find us. Okay. Bye. Bye.